This is episode 10. I cannot believe. Thank you so much for listening up to this point. But this specific episode, Tyler and I have caught up. We haven't seen each other in a while. And we're talking about what it's like to be alone. And sometimes the loneliness of it, but the true gift of being with oneself. Here in front of me was Tyler. You went through some things recently. You went through some thing things. Some thing things. Well, you tell me what you're comfortable sharing with us on the podcast. I'm an open book. Okay. Um, yeah. So this last couple of weeks has been interesting. It started with me uh, losing my paternal grandmother, mm-hmm. which was pretty difficult. Um, a little bit of a shock. And... To add on to that, your boy caught COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and funnily enough, I thought that I was just stuffy in my nose area. I because, remember you yeah, telling like, me. I thought I was just stuffy because I'd been crying all weekend. But I went and got tested for work and they were like, hey, you're positive. Uh, so that also means I missed out on a shoot date too, which makes me really sad. But I've been in isolation for... 10 days and Jen was my first human contact so that was really nice yeah today we got to hug each other yes I can't believe the time has flown Mm -hmm. but although it has flown I know that you had no choice but to quarantine by yourself Yep. and overall I know that Tyler is a very independent person but I thought it would be really cool for us to talk about being alone Mm. and what it feels like to be alone because Although we like our independence, there's something about being forced mm-hmm. to being alone that brings up different things. So I want to ask you, do you like being alone? Let's talk about it. I mean, yes. When I have the choice to, for sure. Um, just because by nature, I am an introvert and introverts need to recharge. Like I have a social battery that I can kind of gauge So if I spend a lot of time in a group setting or I'm meeting new people a lot, I I need my time to just sit with myself and like not speak. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's integral to me or I'll get tired easily. Have you always been that way? I want to say maybe like middle school onwards, I kind of turned inward. I don't know if it's because adolescence and like the stuff that happens Mm -hmm. in middle school and stuff. But I think that's when it started. As a, as a kid, I was very, very extroverted. Like I was performing for people all the time and, you know, talking to strangers all the time. But something happened and I kind of just <laughs> was like, I, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. For myself, I, I think I felt alone in my thoughts a lot when I was younger. I felt like I couldn't really share with people the things that I was thinking. Mm. And, um, but because... My mom didn't have someone else to watch us, especially when we were like kid kids. We were always together. Mm. So in that sense, I was never like physically alone. You always had Joseph with you? Yeah, it was me, Joseph, my mom, always in the van, going to her work. We were always together, which is ironic because later on in life, like future now, we're all separated. My mom's in San Jose. I'm in Atlanta. He's in SoCal or traveling because he's on tour. Yeah. But I think maybe in that we learned early on how 
I don't know. If, I don't know because we were kids, so my mom was probably not thinking like asking us how we're feeling about mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. But I got used to just thinking alone in my thoughts a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then feeling the quietness at home a lot, it made me want to go out and like listen to other people or experience other things. And um, because we moved so much, I think now as an adult all i want to do is stay home yeah and that aloneness feels like it's an it's a reward Mm -hmm. because now i have a space of my own because you know when you don't have a certain place to always go back to i felt like i always had to start over Mm -hmm. so i personally like being alone yeah now i can like thinking back to you saying that you felt like you didn't have anyone to share your thoughts with i think that it definitely it probably wasn't middle school because i probably was a well it probably started around that area just because bullying happens Mm -hmm. but my parents so mental health is a thing that a lot of asian people don't really get you know it's not a thing that they prioritize so i think i really started to turn inward maybe early high school when my mental health kind of started doing the thing where it wasn't like you know, I was starting to have issues with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, trying to talk to parents about it and they don't understand it. You start to feel like a burden. So I think that's when it happened. I, t- I kind of just turned inward and started to, you know, cope with that and think about that as opposed to, you know, trying to reach out to my parents with that. Mm-hmm. It's so weird because I could actually see myself in third person, like out of body experience of when I was younger mm-hmm. of like, seeing myself wanting to speak and say things or i was thinking things but people probably thought i didn't really have an opinion about things when i was younger Mm -hmm. and now i've learned that i take i've trained myself so well when i was younger to take in the energy of other people that that's a part of the reason why i like being alone now Mm -hmm. because i'm always soaking in keeping the temperature of the room what are people thinking what is their body language saying Mm -hmm. and it's a lot for me that stimulation Mm -hmm. so these days it's like people meet because they're at parties that's like over stimulation for me yeah because drinks are involved like food is involved laughing different conversations and like i'll be the person who's like seeing people laugh and i'll notice a person that's sitting in the corner by themselves and i'm wondering are they okay yeah but it's like They don't, they're not asking for me to care. Right. And so it's easier if I'm just not there. Yeah, no, I get that too. I I think that might be the inner six thing as well. Mm -hmm. Because party settings, definitely really overstimulating. And we're empaths. (laughs) I'm an empath. People have taken a run with it. Someone's crying. I think they're sad. (laughs) I'm an empath. Nah, I get it. And I think for the longest time, I was like, I have social anxiety. I thought that's what it was, but I... I think it genuinely is because I take that energy as well and I'm hyper aware of the energy of the room and if it shifts like I panic mm-hmm. like if it's very clear people are uncomfortable I like mm, it, it doesn't feel good so a lot of the times I'll avoid large gatherings like that yeah and when I was younger and I would perform at like different universities as a college student myself because my YouTube presence was growing you're a special guest and then after the performance they'd have like an after party mm-hmm. and of course like they don't know like i'm so not into that life mm-hmm. but i would want to go just to support and not be the person that 
is antisocial, but I'd be very quiet or I just wouldn't drink. And um, I would worry that people are thinking, oh, well, it's not that I just thought this out of nowhere. Someone had told me like, oh, she's too cool. Like she doesn't want to participate in things. Mm -hmm. But the reality is like, it's just not my thing and I'm tired. And Mm -hmm. um, it's not, it doesn't have to do with me being someone who's a technical public figure. Yeah. It's just people look at you under a microscope a little differently. Mm. So it's easier to not be there. Right. Oh my gosh. That reminds me like, cause I hate to say it again, but family used to be like, Tyler's stuck up. They mm. used to say that. Your family? Yeah. Southeast Asian people, <laughs> they're different. But like, you know, You're I, used, like, <laughs> I used to have aunties and uncles that'd be like, wow, Tyler's too good for us. And literally it was just me developing into an introvert. Sure. It was me like being like, hey, I'm actually tired and I really... We just went on a road trip. I don't want to go on another road trip to go with you. Like stuff like that would happen sometimes. Or, you know, I just went to a family event a couple days ago. I can't go to another one right now. I'm too tired, you know? Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, that's such a good point. How extroverted people could make us feel like we're we're, being stuck up when really their lives are sometimes being forced upon us or their lifestyle. Yeah. Because it, it's more normalized to be outgoing mm-hmm. and talking all the time. And I would say you and I are pretty outgoing. We're good at, yeah. we're very good at playing that part, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we want to meet people. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to meet five people at a time. At the same time. Mm-hmm. And especially in the field we're in, you're meeting upwards of like 50 people That's right. a day sometimes. That's right. But that reminds me, one of my favorite things about you when we first met, because I remember like the first time I met John and this was like the second time I had been with you in person. We went and got hot pot with mm-hmm. one of John's friends. That's right. And I just remember you like leading the conversation. Like it was never quiet because you just had questions to ask. And I was like, I really enjoy this. You Aww. know, like it wasn't like filler, like I'm uncomfortable. It was like you were genuinely interested mm-hmm. and you knew how to keep the conversation going. Yeah. Yeah. Like that made me feel I, like comfortable. I think because it really does come from a place of wanting to get to know somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's why. I must stay at home unless I'm very atten- intentional of meeting that person. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm there, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. And I think if I was just taking surface level with everyone, it could be easier for me personally. I'm not saying that everyone who's meeting a whole bunch of people is like that, mm-hmm. where they're just being surface level. But my energy intake, I have to be able to sit down. I could I could literally hang out with one person all day. Yeah, But then if it's like more than a few people, I'm just like, oh there's a timer for this yeah there's a timer and also if i'm gonna go to a party i'll have to take a nap like for a few hours before Mm -hmm. right before if there's a party i usually won't go with other people i'll go by myself so i can leave whatever i want to oh my gosh and you know i do the i think it's called the irish goodbye (laughs) or irish getaway or something do you know about that define it for me please you just don't say bye to anybody. You just disappear? You just disappear. Amazing. Because here's the thing. I'm not trying to make you feel like you got to go too. Yeah. I'm just going to go. Right. I said hi to you. Yeah. I'll see you later. See, I'll usually thank the host and be like, thanks for having me. Oh, I'll say bye to the host. Yeah. But, but you know, if people, there's hella people, I'm not like. It's like, I'm not going to go I'm not around. like, you need to know that I'm leaving. No. <laughs> I prefer you didn't know that I was leaving, actually. <laughs> yeah. Have a good time. Please continue. <laughs> And that's why it, for any of you who are feeling like I am someone who likes to be alone or tends to be, what helps is when I lock in on someone mm-hmm. because I can be looking at everyone thinking, what is this person thinking? What are they feeling? Are they okay? Do they need something? Yeah. 
and it's just too much see that's why whenever i do have a like if i'm going to a party I always make sure i know a person there and i always tell that person hey i'm clinging to you tonight <laughs> and I, I communicate that because like nothing freaks me out more than being at a party where i can't be like grounded mm-hmm. to someone mm-hmm. i'm not codependent but parties are just really stressful so it's good to have someone to lock in on so you know like for the most part i'm gonna have that one person i could just focus attention on instead of floating right like floating freaks me out and disclaimer i definitely had a phase in my y- younger 20s where it was like my dark phase and i was like drinking a lot and blacking out because i was really self-sabotaging but i never liked the taste of alcohol and as an adult i'm just like that's that's the thing like people can just relax have a drink I, that's not me mm. so it's extra hard i'll have myself my little cocktail i'll get a little warm and that's the extent of it yeah and that's that's the thing we are not the normal people like most people enjoy drinks Mm -hmm. my husband does my best friend does like everyone does yeah um but it's just not for me and i i needed to put that in the podcast just so y'all know it's It's hard out there for people who are trying to hang out with their friends and Um, it's also different like being a sober person around people who are tipsy and then get drunk Mm. and um, but also like has to do with like the lifestyle that I'm trying to live Mm. even though I'm alone a lot I don't ever feel bored yeah Um, so for you like when you were quarantining Mm. what was your routine like honestly that was the hard part because like with quarantine I was in my apartment and that was it. Like if I got a little stage of cabin fever, I couldn't go grab a coffee, you know, cause my routine beforehand would be usually like, okay, I'll wake up. I will kind of see what's on the plate for the day in terms of like work that I have to get done. I'll either run out and grab a coffee or boba, chill out, make myself some lunch and kind of just go with the flow. But like I had the opportunity to go out of my apartment. So having that kind of, taken away that factor of being able to leave really really stunted everything like it just it stunted me period so in quarantine i would wake up at like two o'clock in the afternoon because i'm like i can't really go anywhere um and kind of just eat because i had to you know not because i was like oh i'm gonna enjoy this it was pretty depressing honestly because like there's just a difference when you're like stuck you know you you can't go anywhere and this is the one space you're confined to like of course i would try to work out i found some new tv shows to watch to keep me occupied but like i even threw in our group chat our discord like the situation and i was like if anyone's been in quarantine and has any advice for like making this easier to get through please tell me because mm-hmm. it's like the first couple of days of it i actually was sick mm-hmm. so that didn't help and then after that i was like oh no my grandma just died so i have to process that mm-hmm. um so yeah it was just a kind of i was in autopilot up until maybe the last couple days where i was like okay i'm gonna make an effort to at least wake up when the sun is out so that i can sit on my porch and maybe get some vitamin d um and didn't really get back into a routine until maybe today where it felt normal where i got up at a reasonable time and went and got a smoothie and came here Mm -hmm. like i didn't feel normal until today a little flex. Never had to quarantine. Knock on Knock wood. On wood. <laughs> Knock on wood. These new benches John These made. These new benches that John made. Uh, but for myself, I would say the loneliest I ever felt, slash alone, literally, was probably the time when I lived in LA, working hella jobs, 
This was in K-Town. You were in living K-Town. in K-Town. I was in K-Town in Los Angeles, and I was the most alone. Even though I had people around me, mm. because I just knew that my mindset was, how am I going to survive? Yeah. I was working so many jobs, trying to do music, trying to do all these things, and felt lost, and in that I felt alone. Mm. And also, you don't want to be a Debbie Downer, so you're not trying to talk about it all the time. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and then I moved to Korea because of like the singing show opportunity. And from there, I felt alone again. But even in my aloneness, I think that's when I really solidified the joy of being alone. Mm. And I I think in hindsight, it was joy. I think at that moment, I wasn't thinking, this is joy, mm-hmm. but peace. Mm. So my dad lives in Yusan, which is outside of Seoul. And for that, like they didn't even have an extra subway there then. So I had to take... I had to walk to a bus station and that bus took me to the subway station and then the subway subway would take me to the city. So my commute was pretty much like four hours a day because two hours there, two hours back. It took so long. Mm. A lot of aloneness. And I think about how I did this day in and day out because I had no choice and also endured the fall and then the coldest winter I've ever experienced and just being alone, mm. even with being surrounded by people mm. and alone in my path, alone in my figuring out and discovery. And there's something about strengthening that skill mm. where you have to be with yourself and push yourself to keep going. Mm. I didn't know where I was headed, but I knew that I had to keep it moving. Yeah. Even as I was keeping it moving, mm. I felt. Like I was being still. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us are in those situations where we're doing the movements and we're doing what we can, but we have to be in the stillness of waiting. Mm-hmm. We touched upon that in another episode. Hurry about, up and wait. Yeah, hurry up and wait. But like, there's something about that quietness that we should get used to. Mm-hmm. Um, See, I think that's what saved me. Because mm-hmm. like um, quarantine could have been a period where I was doing that growth. Yeah. But thankfully, I'd already had that experience of finding that peace with myself, which I think is what made it so hard because it's like I did the work and I'm OK with this. But I would very much like have to have the choice to be doing this as opposed to being forced to sure. stay with myself because I'm, you know, I I was alone. And honestly, even in quarantine, I wasn't lonely. Like I had my people that I could call. I think it was just more so the physical being tied down to a spot with no option is what made it hard. Yeah. I love that actually, because that triggers an idea of how this past week for me has been mentally hard as an actor because mm. I've been waiting for more opportunities and I had a lot of uncertainty. Luckily I had a great chat with my agents and I got more clarity on what's going on with that. Mm. And the choice part, a lot of times we feel stuck as actors or anyone who's waiting for a job opportunity or whatever because we don't have the choice. Mm-hmm. We're putting ourselves out there and it's up to the gatekeepers, the people who are deciding. But I think I'm going to reframe my mindset now as, oh, I'm choosing to stay in this. Yeah, That's my choice. Yeah. And that's what gets people really far. A lot of the people who are successful without, you know, nepotism are the people who chose to stick it out. Yeah. And you know, that doesn't make you stronger or weaker if you choose to to decide to stick it out. Yeah, or because not. you made a choice. You made the choice. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, I think it's the consciousness of the choice. Mm-hmm. And 
a lot of times I think people don't choose to be alone. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that just, uh, that reminds me. Wow. Of my dark period. Like, so I've lived alone for three years and initially that was not by choice. Oh, um, I, a whole drama situation between friends that I'm not going to get into. But initially I had a friend that I was, we were talking about living together and she was up for it. And I always kept telling her, if you want to back out, tell me as soon as you can. So I can, you know, readjust and figure out what I can do. Flash forward, my lease at my apartment's about to run out. And I call her because I'm touring apartments on myself. And I'm like, Hey, so I found this place. What do you think? And she's like, oh, actually, I don't want to do this anymore. So it gave me like two weeks to find a place to live. Mm. I didn't, I couldn't stay with the roommates that I was with already because I was already like, hey, I can't, I can't live with you guys anymore. I'm sorry. And so I found my apartment, put the deposit down, ended up moving in a week earlier because I got my dates mixed up. So moving into my space was a crap show. Like it was awful. But ironically, you know, it gave me a chance to feel what it's like to be myself in a living space. You know, for the first time in my life, I wasn't living with parents and a sibling. I wasn't living with roommates. It was just me. And a year later, like I was devastated because I thought I was going to move. And even now, my lease is about to come up, like it's about to finish in July. And I'm dreading leaving my apartment because it's, it's, it, I was forced to be alone but then, you know, having that extended period where I could choose to enjoy it and not wallow in it. Like once I made the choice to be happy where I was, I was home. So choices, it's, it's a, choosing to be alone is just a very big, it's a very hard decision to make, but it, it does you so much good. And then even this past week, like, I had to cut things off with someone that I was involved with for the last five years mm -hmm. because it wasn't doing me well. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't doing me well at all. And it was awful to do. But even now a week later, you know, when I tried to cut things off before I would be sitting at a stoplight. And if I thought about that person, like I could feel this gut in my chest and I was sitting at the stoplight getting off the exit here today, thought about them and didn't feel any ill will or anything and nothing negative just that person was there and now they're not anymore and i made that choice for myself and i'm okay with it so yeah choosing to be alone is hard but it it, it does you so much good yeah and choosing to be alone sounds heavy but it can be very powerful when you say i am choosing myself mm -hmm. and that's that's what i said to the person because they'd been texting me throughout the week and the last text they sent me was this effing sucks. Um, and I was like, look, I gave you five years to choose me and you could have, but you just didn't. So I'm choosing myself now. I just got chills. Yeah. No, it's, it's so, it's one of those things that's like, oh, this only <laughs> happens in TV, but it happens, in real, it happens life, in real life and it feels really good. Yeah. And I want, all to know that just because i'm married doesn't mean that there aren't times where i'm choosing to be alone mm -hmm. i think a part of the reason why john and i have been able to stay together for this long is because we choose ourselves even within our marriage mm -hmm. because that's what's going to strengthen relationships 
is when we have a solid relationship with ourselves. Yes. We're absolutely. coming to each other as whole persons, mm-hmm. not missing pieces. Like we fit together and we're, yes. we're figuring out life together. But there's something about the majority of the time I'm at my office, he's at his office, I'm doing my thing, he's at his own shoots. Mm-hmm. And we have our own friends and they're friends that we have together. But I choose myself. Yes. And when there are moments where you're in relationships, whether it's family members, friends, partners, whatever, there are going to be feuds. And there are going to be times when you're like, this person I love is hurting me. Yeah. Everything they're saying hurts my feelings. Mm -hmm. Who's going to console me? Yeah. You console you. Right. And that's hard too, because especially as Asians, you know, even my dad is just like, you're only going to have your family. And so a big which is toxic. It's it's yeah, it's toxic. It's it's quite toxic because it could be manipulation. It can be, and I I get it. Like coming from their perspective, just because the refugees and family was everything, so it's hard being that first person in the family to really start setting boundaries with other family members. It's the tone. Yeah. Right. Not a threat. It's not a threat. It's It's a fact. It could be a beautiful fact. Yeah. Like you'll always have family. Right. But over you'll always have family and that's a thing like i think he means the the initial one but it comes across as the second one yeah um but that was a big reckoning when family started walling you know like growing up as a kid a family was always just like ah you're our little baby yada 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 and then i get to adolescence and suddenly they're like oh you know and i'm like it it kind of they kind of flip a little bit after they have their own kids and stuff and they're like you're spoiled yada 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 and i'm just like okay what what do i do with this now like and so it, it's it's difficult to have to be like, hey, you're hurting me and mm-hmm. to kind of remove yourself from the situation. But it again, it does you some good, but that's it's harder to do with family for sure. Totally. But that's that's why I I think it's really powerful that we've made this connection with the aloneness being choosing yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you're able to choose yourself, there are a lot of things that you can learn that you could bring to the table to the people that you love Mm. rather than questioning whether what they bring to you is for you or not. Mm -hmm. So what are the best things about being alone? You think? Mm. No judgment. Um, Never feeling like I'm doing things wrong or right. Never having to prepare for anything. I can just exist as I am. Um, No need to, carry somebody else nobody else is depending on me so my energy is just for me and i can devote it to me without feeling guilty about it um and honestly it it keeps my mind clear you know a lot of the times when i'm physically alone i find myself just staring at the smallest stuff like especially in nature i'll just sit there and stare at the same ripple or like a leaf in the middle of the water or like a bird just chilling out like it's it's restful just kind of sitting and just existing where you are. Hey, if you're listening to this, that means you've now heard of Today Worthy. Today Worthy is a community for those that don't just stream, but do. We live in a world that constantly tells us we have to accomplish things to be worth anything. But what if we understood our innate value now? Your power lies in recognizing and embodying your worth without the need of validation from others. It starts with ourselves. You can join our community by becoming a member today by going to todayworthy.com. Members get access to our private Discord, monthly calls, discounts on merch, and more. If you want to support us on social media, be sure to follow us at Todayworthy. 
you ever feel like you can use more support in your life? Whether it's figuring out your day-to-day or finishing that project you've been meaning to start, one-on-one coaching might be right for you. You can apply for one-on-one coaching with Jennifer Chung through Today Worthy by going to todayworthy.com. Being alone has taught me what peace Mm -hmm. feels like. Mm -hmm. So when I let people enter into my life, I know when it's disrupted. That's good. That's real good. Yeah, because you need practice on what it's like to function through your life, get the things that you need to get done, uh, what makes you joyful. Mm. And then you can tell when people are really sucking out the energy mm-hmm. in your in your life. That yeah, no, that especially in relation to this person of you know that I was close to for five years, like it it kind of helped me realize what I will and will not accept in a romantic partner and even just friendships period but i've been practicing that with new people that i've been meeting too like Mm. just people who i can keep at surface level and people that i want to get really really connected to because i'm so much better at gauging you know what is disruptive to me yeah what you said earlier about no judgment being alone has taught me to not need the approval of others because when i create something or want to begin something I don't have their projections going into my ideas. Mm -hmm. So rather than being like, hey, do you think this is a good idea? There there are a few people who I could ask, Mm. but I know who those people are because I know that I respect their perspective Mm. because I respect mine. Mm -hmm. I like getting the perspective of the people that I love mm. and admire. Um, but I don't need it. Yeah. It's at the end of the day, their opinions are not going to take me further. Mm-hmm. I have to take myself there. Yeah. That makes sense. Especially as a creative dude. That's right. What has being alone taught you? Simply it's taught me not to be codependent. If that makes sense. Like, you know, growing up, I rely on my parents And then, you know, first romantic relationships are not very good unless you like went through some stuff in your first couple of relationships, you're going to be codependent, like romantic relationships, because you think you need to be together all the time, all this stuff, and you can't exist without each other and you complete each other in a not great way. Um, So being with myself, again, just taught me simply how to to be with myself i don't know if that was too simply put so many lessons in life are actually simple yeah it's just hard to fathom yeah and that that that's where i'm stumped right now but essentially yeah it just taught me being alone taught me that i I can be alone because the truth is when we do get alone especially as adults it's hard to differentiate whether our thoughts are our own or the people that have spoken into our lives And that's why you need to be able to have the space to meditate Mm -hmm. and make those differentiations. Mm -hmm. I think about some of my clients or my friends who feel really downtrodden about negative feelings that they have. Even for me, Mm -hmm. even for me, when I have negative feelings come in, like that didn't come from me. Mm -hmm. When I was younger, I wasn't talking to myself like that. Yeah. Ooh, dang, inner child work. Yeah, like someone told me these things. Mm. And 
multiple people kept telling me these things and I started believing them. Mm. And I'm unlearning, but it takes so much time. It does. And if other people aren't doing the work, then they could reinstate those thoughts into me. Mm-hmm. That's why it's good that we have spaces where we, because that, honestly, I've lived alone for three years and for the first time in my life since I was probably a kid, I feel like I can be a kid again, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I, I finally feel like my thoughts about myself are my own and I, I'm not worried about my image in in terms of other people's image of me. That That's really my goal with like the Today Worthy Discord and our community overall everyone's such good people they're all so cute yes they're so cute and everyone's just really trying to live their best lives really positive vibes mm-hmm. and it's not even like toxic positivity because mm-hmm. we have like you know the woe channel yeah the woe yeah. channel and like people can share the things that they're going through but i think more people could use affirmation mm-hmm. and there's something beautiful about a bunch of people coming together we didn't know each other we have our own baggage. We mm. have our own experiences, but we're here to say, hey, I don't even need to know you to know that you deserve to go for what you want to go for mm. and that you matter. Mm. I don't I don't need to get into the details like that mm-hmm. because part of the things our family and friends our whole lives may have projected onto us are their experiences mm-hmm. and we it's, it's something special to take someone as they are as they are today today worthy <laughs> <laughs> that just makes me wonder like what would the world be like and what would our relationships be like if that's just how people took each other you know without their predispositions just took everyone at face level because like i don't know i i wish i had that freedom earlier you know and i think that's what's nice about learning you know what people are draining who people you know which people aren't because now i can actively make the choice to be around people who take me as i am Mm -hmm. it's a blessing it's true what do you think are like the negative connotations of being alone like from outside perspective Mm -hmm. um before people think you're stuck up people think that there's something wrong with you a lot of the time like you're depressed or something and you making that choice to be by yourself is because you in a negative way can't be around other people um yeah that's all i can think of is just people thinking that there's something wrong with you Mm -hmm. we're trained ever since we're young to like go to school together from like nine to five (laughs) go to work together and just do everything together and yeah for example when people are like yeah i'm gonna go out to eat by myself or i'm gonna go watch a movie by myself Mm. It's obscure. Yeah. It's not normalized. Yeah. A lot of times it brings out sympathy in other people. Mm-hmm. People feel bad. I started doing that in college though. Taking myself to movies. I love that. Because I'm like, I don't, it doesn't feel good when no one wants to go to a movie with you. So I'm just going to make the choice to go with myself from the mm-hmm. get go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's cheaper. <laughs> like I love, yeah, I love like going grocery shopping by myself. Mm-hmm. I love being able to just peruse, take my time. Mm-hmm. Um, I love brainstorming mm-hmm. so that I could really dig deep on taking my time, mm-hmm. not feeling like I have to rush for the sake of somebody else. Mm-hmm. I love taking walks by myself. Good stuff. 
I drive to the, to the beach by myself. You sometimes. do yeah. for your birthday. For you my did birthday, that. I drove to the beach, and then even even hiking. Mm-hmm. I'll go to. Just kidding. I don't go hiking alone. <laughs> Man things. <laughs> I'm like never heard of her. <laughs> I could never. <laughs> but honestly, the reason why I go hiking alone a lot of the time as well is just because I don't have to worry about someone else's pace. Or is someone falling and you have to save them? Oh my god. I don't go that far. But okay, like, good. you know, I, I like to sit for a really long time. And some people don't. Yeah. And that reminds me, like, I went to the aquarium for a birthday with a friend one time. And my favorite animals are otters. River Aww, otters and sea otters. You low-key look like one. Oh, thanks. Cute otter. But like, I was just sitting there and I was like, it's my birthday. I just want to hang out with these otters. Can we stay here for like 20 minutes? And it's your birthday. Right. This person did not want to stay and watch the otters. What? They were like, they're asleep. They're not doing anything. I'm like, well, good. That, that's doing something though. So the, the, that's the, you know, when you're, when you can be by yourself, you can go to the aquarium by yourself. You can sit with the otters for 20 minutes like you want to. <sighs> that's what I'm saying. I could take my time when I'm eating. Mm-hmm. I could eat everything that I want to eat. Wait, do you go out to eat by yourself? Well, I used to. Really? But I don't go out now. <laughs> okay, because that's that's the level that I still haven't done yet. Like, if I'm eating by myself, I will just get takeout. Like, I won't sit in the restaurant by myself. Okay. Because I just... It's like the comfort of your home, too, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, if I'm doing this by myself, why yeah. would I be and out? And COVID kind of made things weird. It did. But that I just reminds me of, like, my first time on a set. Like, I didn't know you could take your food back to your trailer. So I sat at a table by myself and I was like, I need to finish eating really fast because I don't want people to watch me eating by myself. <laughs> but because we're afraid of the judgment that other people have on us. Yeah. You didn't mind sitting there by yourself, but no, it's but I was, a, yeah, the thought of other people. And I was also in costume and I looked really dumb. So I was just like, <laughs> I'm vulnerable. Were you dressed up as an otter? No. Oh, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> if i was i would have been like ah i'm okay with this and you know i love disney i love seeing disney vlogs where people do a solo disney day trip by themselves oh my god it's so efficient but like, like do you, they ride right yeah single there's a single rider lane so that you could get onto the because you know there's usually even numbers of people yeah usually big families yeah so they could always like add in one person uh, oh my god yeah. I would just be afraid of like tripping and getting trampled and then nobody knowing that I'm getting trampled. Okay, you clearly need to go to Disney again. And I haven't me. been since I was like eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an issue. <laughs> <laughs> That's an issue. Oh my God. We got to do a work trip. LOL. <laughs> that would be so fun. Yeah, there's so many things. There are so many beautiful things about being alone. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you better be alone all the time. No, and it's not saying that you're weaker for not being being able to be alone yet either like it's a process and i think it's honestly a natural one that everyone learns at some point you know and it's no race to do it yeah and i wanted to empower the thought of being alone because it's looked down upon in society Mm. and i think there are a lot of people who have felt alone the past few years especially Mm. and i want you to know that you are such a worthy person in your aloneness and there's so many things you could discover about yourself if you just give yourself the chance. Mm-hmm. Because there's a reason why people like being around you and wanting to be your friend because they love your presence. And sometimes we need to check in with ourselves on what it feels like to be with ourselves in our own presence. Yeah. Let, let yourself love your own presence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't, don't sit there and 
give your presence to other people for a little bit. Yeah, fill your room with yourself. Mm-hmm. For the first time in my life, I have like my dream office where I have like my decorations that I love. Yeah. And as soon as someone walks in, they could get a feel for who I am. Mm-hmm. And it's the one room I was like, John cannot touch it. Because <laughs> he's a great decorator, but I wanted it to be my room. And it feels so good to be able to just be surrounded by things that make me joyful. And I know what makes me joyful because I took the time to dream about what it would look like to have my own space. Yeah. I love the dichotomy between y'all spaces too. Like John's (laughs) is all like high tech and neon Mm -hmm. and yours is like pastel and, you know, architectural digest. Like you got the cute little mint green Mac in your standing desk. (laughs) It's very, it's very soft and curvy is how I would describe the colors, if that makes sense. And then John's is very like sharp and a little bit edgy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like his, like we could walk into different rooms in our, in our place and feel different vibes. Mm. And it's just, isn't it nice when someone could come to meet you and they know exactly who you are without you saying anything? Mm. That's why I like bringing people to my place for the first time because they're just like, this makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I hope that for those of you who are listening, you feel proud to be by yourself if you are right now. And so that when you show up in the spaces with other people, that you feel like you're being your whole true self. Uh, Our podcast is going to take a little bit of a break because we've gotten 10 episodes down. Wow. <laughs> wow. Tyler, you've been doing an amazing job. And we appreciate every person that's been listening. We're just taking um, a, a couple weeks off just to um, have people catch up on the podcast episodes that we do have. And for us to um, just take a good breather as we continue to bring you content. So please message us and let us know if there are any ideas that you have on things you want to hear about, guests that you'd like for us to have, and join our community. Yes. Just go to todayworthy.com and join our private community where you could be in our private Discord and go to, on our monthly video chats and just know that you'll be accepted for who you are. All right. Thanks for listening.